Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On a mixtape just around the corner Did a lot in California Can't wait to drop this on you Yeah, they gon' have fun with that Smash like song in my Hey everyone, welcome back like to the podcast It is always up to speed with Formula One Mark Daly here to bring you a very special bonus episode Here on a Saturday I'll be joined in just a moment by Aston Martin Aramco Cognizant Formula One team driver ambassador Jessica Hawkins uh, Jessica has uh, joined the uh, Aston Martin team As a driver ambassador And she did so last year in 2021 She's had a very unique rise in motorsports And has raced across a number of uh, disciplines with money and budgets uh, proving hard to come by over the years, Jessica has taken a bit of an alternative route in her career and became a stunt driver. She has most notably worked on the latest James Bond film, No Time to Die, and leading events such as Fast and Furious Live. Like many drivers, Jessica's career began in karting, and despite having to wait until the age of eight to race due to her height... The wait proved worthwhile when she took victory on her European karting debut, highlighting her as a driver to watch. Over the following years, Jessica took drives in series such as the British Touring Car Championship, the Volkswagen Racing Cup GB, and Mini Challenge UK, where she notably finished second in her class after five victories in 2017. W Series then provided a platform for female racing drivers, and Jessica became one of the first drivers to race in the championship in 2019, later combining her 2021 campaign with her role at the Aston Martin team. More W Series action in 2022 saw Jessica finish second to Miami, her first podium in the series. Jessica is also competing in TCR, a touring car series in the UK, and won her on her debut weekend at Olton Park in April. Jessica has become a valued member of the team across Grand Prix weekends and will continue to do so in 2022. Now joining us live from the Red Bull Ring in Austria, Jessica Hawkins, welcome to the show. How are you today? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's uh, it's great to connect and uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate our listeners can't see you because you're actually on the ground at the Red Bull Ring in Austria. And how's the uh, the atmosphere been there? We've been hearing all week that they're expecting record crowds. Uh, I'm extremely jealous. I myself can't be there, but it looks like it's going to be a fantastic event. Honestly, even yesterday, the grandstands were packed. Um, and yes, they're very, very good, good crowd here. Many Max fans here. I can imagine being half Dutch myself. I I know how my people travel, so I can imagine the the the, the atmosphere will be brilliant uh, all weekend long. Anyways, we didn't uh, come to talk about Max Verstappen. We are here to talk about you and your career and your your job at uh, Aston Martin F1 as a driver ambassador. But the, before we get into all of that, uh, I've been going through and not only seeing how you've been doing in the touring cars, but also in uh, the W Series this year. But uh, you've had a, an interesting track in your career, and I just 
just wanted to get to learn a little bit more about you. So how does a youngster from Headley in East Hampshire get into motorsport? And how, I guess where I want to take it is, how did you get into motorsport? And how eventually did you get to where you are right now? I've got such a strange career route. And to be honest, it, it was never supposed to be a career. It was something that I spotted in the distance one day when I was with my dad. I saw a go-kart track. I didn't really know what it was, but I begged him to let me have a go. Um, luckily for him, I was too small at the time, but a couple of months later, they reduced the height restriction. They must have had some smaller carts in. Um, and yeah, I had my first go and completely fell in love with it. And as I say, it was never supposed to be a career. It was just a hobby that I love doing that, I guess continued on and here I am 20 years later still doing it having signed for Aston Martin Formula One team and yeah I couldn't I never expected that to happen that that is uh, amazing but being a, a father of th- three children myself uh, I, I'm quite used to having the conversations dad can we have this dad can we have that did it take a lot of arm twisting to convince your parents to to let you start racing get into karting and things like that or was it uh were, were they just as uh, enthusiastic as you are or were back in the way back then? To be honest, at the time, I didn't realise, but my dad had previously done some racing in like his mid-twenties, something like that. Um, He only did kind of a year or two maximum, but he had to stop because of budget restrictions. There's no secret, motorsport is extremely expensive, and my dad was not wealthy by any means. So he, and when he had to stop, I know that that was really, really disappointing for him. Um... That's why he was so dubious about letting me get into it because he didn't want me to go through the same disappointment that he went through when he had to stop. But I don't think either of us envisaged me still being here so so late. Still here now as such, I should say. Well, that that's amazing. Where, where did that point in your life come that you realized, hey, you, you know, it's a little bit difficult, as you say, it's very expensive to stay and in, get into motorsports and stay into motorsports. But where did you reach that point in your life when you might have realized, hey, this is something that I can do uh, at a professional or for a, a full time basis? Honestly, I, I, I still don't know if I've realized that now, to be honest. It was always something that Whenever I achieved my goal, I always wanted to achieve the next goal. And I always wanted, I was never happy with what I had. I always wanted to kind of step up to the next goal and the next one and the next one and the next one. And I guess really what happened is lots of hard work, I guess, paid off. And I kept getting, I kept moving up, I kept moving up and doors kept opening. Um, But really, I think that I've probably been... I've had my fair share of unluck in this industry. I've had my fair share of luck. But I also believe that the luck that I have had, I've put myself in that position as well. Like I've been in the right place at the right time to ensure that those doors open. Um, So it's kind of a, I don't know. I think that hard work pays off. Absolutely. In a, in a former portion of my career, I used to do a lot of work covering Major League Soccer and interview, interviewing a lot of the players. A lot of I have admiration for anybody that's an elite athlete, regardless of the sport. But it was interesting, regardless of being one of the, the, the male players or female players on the national teams or clubs, the players I always had more admiration for were maybe not the most talented ones or the talented ones, regardless what it was, the, the, the people that just kept plugging away that didn't necessarily have the breaks, but eventually 
eventually made it to 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 where they wanted to to, to go to. But not only just racing. I mean, the one thing that really I found very very interesting in researching your career is that uh, you're also a stunt driver. And I think that what's really cool as you've done did some work for the latest James Bond film. Please tell us about that. Yeah. Well. I can't say too much of, about it, but it was, yeah, it was obviously an amazing experience. Never did I think that I'd ever be working on a bomb movie, doing stunt driving, but that was, that all came about purely because I had no budget to go racing. Um, I'd kind of left racing and entered into this new world of stunt driving that I didn't even know existed, but really it was one of the best things that I've ever done in my life. And now that I'm racing again, and I'm very lucky that I get to do both of them, um, they don't really help each other, to be honest. Um, I'd say it's the same set of skills, but used in like a completely different way. Um, but yeah, um, got got that as well, which is amazing, and I didn't even know existed, as I said. Wait, I think that's the perfect way to answer a Bond question by saying, you know, I can't uh, talk too much about it. It's it's very appropriate when talking about a spy movie, but uh, we look forward to seeing what uh, what your contributions and your involvement in. But here's something we could talk a little bit more about. Let's talk about uh, your racing now. You scored your first podium this year in the W Series in uh, Miami. Tell us a little bit about that. That must have been very, very uh, rewarding, must have been very emotional. Just tell us a little bit more ab- about the race and uh, climbing up on the podium <laughs> it was amazing um i think as i said i think we've had our fair share of bad luck within w series um but so far this year although to be fair we've been pretty unlucky unlucky with a couple of um mechanical failures this year have put us out of some races um but those that have you know gone well they've gone really well so it's a bit of a strange year things have either been really good or really bad um but yeah, that feeling to my first W Series podium and with it being in Miami, I guess that's unforgettable. That that must have been a, an amazing experience. But looking at yourself and your um, click-to-drive Bristol Street Motors teammate, uh, Alice Powell, in four races, uh, the two of you have been on the podium three times. So that must be very encouraging that uh, that that things are going in the right uh, direction and must uh, really uh, motivate you even more for the remaining races uh, this year that, uh, that that more is possible. Definitely. I think Alice is a great teammate to have, um, a great teacher as well. Not that she's teaching me, but she's a great person to learn off of. She's got so much experience in single seaters. Um, she's a great person to learn off um, and she always sets a good benchmark. So, yeah, very, very happy within the team. Um, I would even go as far as saying I know I'm biased, but I think it's the best team um, to be in. I'm very comfortable there and very pleased uh, to be with them. So building on the W Series, uh, you've previously uh, previously said, pardon me, that uh, Formula One could have a female driver within the next uh, couple of years. How close do you think we are to actually seeing that happen? Um, honestly, I don't think it's going to be within the next couple of years. Um, but I do think it will be within the next 8 to 12. Okay. Maybe even... Um, I think a few things need to change before it's, before it's actually becomes something that is definitely on the cards. Of course, a Formula One drive, a female Formula One driver could make it to Formula One tomorrow. It could happen, but it's, it's highly unlikely. Um, but I think the chances will get stronger and stronger every year. Um, we're seeing more females in motorsport at grassroots now, so there's going to be obviously a bigger pool of drivers that have got the budget and the talent. Um, and I think that 
what W Series are doing and what people such as Aston Martin Formula One team are doing, making worlds like this for myself, is they're breaking down walls that I've had to break down through my career. And if by myself and other drivers around me that fall into the same category as I do are able to knock down those walls so it, it then becomes easier for a very talented female that's a lot younger than I do if they don't have to cross those barriers and if it makes their e route easier then I think that I will have done my job um, but that doesn't mean that I've I'm not still going to try for myself you know of course, of course. I just want to ask you that. I mean, W Series now is in the third season. It's obviously an elite racing series. How would you rate the quality of drivers that you're racing against uh, every time you go out on the track? That's very, that's, it's a tough championship. Like, it's such a tough championship. It's not easy by any means. Um, the level of driving is great. Anybody that's done... Anybody that gets into W Series is obviously a fantastic driver because to even get into W Series is difficult. Um, but comparing it to boys, I think that's not boys, but comparing it to another championship, I think is extremely difficult because we've not had a female yet that has got the budget or recently had the budget to, to give F3 a really good go. We've had females mm -hmm. in the past that have, they've been able to take part, but have they had the budget to win? I'm not sure. Um, because we all know that there's a difference between taking part and being able to win. So um, it's a difficult championship. I don't. I can't see that there's any difference between a man and a woman. The only difference is the physical side to a man and a woman. That is the only difference. There's no speed-wise, outright speed, no difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, you touch on a number of good points there, and that that makes a, a lot of sense. I mean, especially when uh, the uh, when it comes to the budget. I mean, Formula One's a bit of a different game now. What they uh, what with the, the the cost cap in place, but years gone by when spending was unrestricted. When you had some of the smaller teams, say uh, like your Caterham, your Manor F One, some of these. Like, sorry to interrupt you, but we talk about the budget yeah. cap as if it's a really small thing. That's still a it's lot not. of money spent. Like, yeah. That, that, the Formula One is just crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. The, the point I wanted to make with that was that in years gone by, when you had teams like Ferrari and Mercedes, whoever spending half a billion dollars or pounds or whatever it was, compared to some of these uh, teams that have fallen away that were just there and had a fraction of the budget, where you can't compete, where you don't have the financial resources on any level as a team or a driver. I completely understand your point when you say there's a difference in having money to be there to just to show up, but having money to really be able to compete as a driver or team uh, on, on any level. Not, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Of how much, even if you can't go test, even if there's a restriction around the championship and the testing that you're allowed to do in that car, you can go and test in a different car and go and do mm -hmm. lots of racing. And testing is expensive. And if you're competing like myself, I'm competing against people that are that are in the car all the time. I don't go out between seasons. I do not go out between seasons and do any testing, right? And I'm competing against people that are out all the time, all the time. Um, and that, but that's the same for any championship. That is genuinely the same for any championship, and it's never completely even. It can be as even as possible, but it will never be completely even.
Yeah, yeah, that that must be a very difficult challenge, just not having that time in the car to, to get used to it, get used to w- whatever it is, or just, uh, you know, even a practice must be a, a detriment that is difficult to come overcome. We're looking for sand grains in motorsport. You're looking sure. for the click of a finger, less than that, a split second. Um, and to refine that takes time and takes seat time. So, and there are, you know, people across every championship, there are those that have more budget to do more testing. And there are mm-hmm. those that don't have budget to do much testing. Um, and the amount of tires that you're able to throw at it, because you need to, you obviously go new tires in testing, in, sorry, qualifying. But if you never test on new tire, you never know. You never know how to mm. get the best out of those new tires, you know? So there's kind yep. of like, it's like being, I don't know, it's motorsport. But that's the same in any championship, you know? Yeah, I, I had a ch- to chuckle myself a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember if it was for the British Grand Prix or the Canadian Grand Prix, and just looking at some of the lap times or some of the different drivers, and I thought, oh my goodness, he's so slow this lap. He was like a, a tenth or a quarter of a second slower than the lap before, and then I sort of stopped myself. And this is sort of a realization you have as a fan of motor racing that different times you just think, well, a tenth of a second or a quarter of a second, like you so correctly say, is literally a blink of an eye or even faster, and that, those really are the margins. It is, it is absolutely in- incredible. I wanted to switch now here for a few minutes and just talk about uh, your role with uh, the Aston Martin uh, Aramco Cognizant Formula One team. Such a mouthful. I'm slowly getting my, uh, my mouth around it. Uh, but uh, you're, you clearly seem to be very passionate about the, the project. And uh, I did see a quote somewhere that said that if you cut me in half, I would be green. So please tell me a little bit more about uh, the, how the role came about. Uh, it sounds like a, it's a fantastic uh, place to be. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I love it. Um, it started, I signed at the beginning of last year. Um, by the way, I think the Porsche race is going to be starting shortly, so I'm sorry if it gets really noisy. Um, basically, it first came about a phone call where I got asked, if this position was available, would you be interested? And I said, yes, of course I would be. Um, and then I didn't hear anything for about six months, maybe more. Um, and obviously you can imagine how I was for that six months. I was like, is it happening? Is it not? I was anxious. Uh, you know, it would be one of the biggest things that's ever happened to me, signing for Aston Martin from one team. And then after about six months, I had another phone call that said, your contract will be with you in a few days. Um, and it was literally as simple as that. Um, obviously, contract went back and forward over a period of a few weeks. Um, and that was that that was me signed and since then my role keeps growing Um, I'm finding more things more and more things to do which is obviously fantastic Um, and who knows where it could lead we'll see well, tell us a little bit more about some of the roles and duties that uh, you have within the team. I did notice on some of your social media channels that you did a, a photo shoot with Nico Hulkenberg for Hugo Boss. That looked like that would have been a lot of fun. He looks like uh, he'd be uh, a fun guy to do something like uh, that with. But but what other jobs and things do you do for the for, for Aston yeah. Martin? Nico's great. And it was obviously amazing to be part of that Boss shoot. Um, an amazing brand and some great clothes, too. Um so yeah, there are some perks to the job as well. Um, but so I do a lot of partnership work, uh, media work, hot laps as well, which is unsurprisingly one of my favourite parts of the job. Um, and this year I'm going to be starting on the simulator. I would have actually started already, but I couldn't reach the, the pedals. 
so we had to they're, they're making some modifications to it now so I'm able to fit in it next time oh wow Okay, well, we got a couple of minutes here left uh, in the time that we have uh, together, and uh, we'll we'll do our best to overcome the noise, which is great. Adds a little authenticity to the <laughs> to the interview of uh, talking to a, a motor racing driver. Uh, I just wanted to ask you before we go, what is the biggest thing that you've learned being around a Formula One team that a team that's benefiting you in your own career? It's, it's, it, it's very difficult to compare a Formula One car to the car that I race because they're so different. But what I can learn is how everybody interacts, how set, what seven arts look for, how they how they look for it, how they approach things, how they. There are just so many things that I'm able to learn, and whilst the cars aren't directly comparable, it's amazing to be here and what great teachers to have. Okay, so I just wanted to know if you had any tips or suggestions for any kids or youngsters out there and their parents who are looking to get them started and involved in motorsport. Honestly, getting into motorsport, I don't know because hmm. I was just I just saw it in a distance one day. But if, if that's what you want to do, maybe just ask your parents, keep one of them, keep showing that you're interested and just have a go, really. There's no, even if it doesn't go anywhere, you'll, I can guarantee you're definitely going to enjoy yourself. So even if it's just for a bit of fun. Um, but if you want it to become something more, then just work hard. Keep knocking on doors. And I'm sure many will close, but there will be some that open that make it all worthwhile. Finally, I would be remiss if I didn't ask about the Aston Martin team and their expectation and their hopes for the Austrian Grand Prix this weekend. Obviously, last week at Silverstone, it was a bit of a tough start with neither Sebastian or Lance progressing out of Q1, but in the end, it turned out pretty good. Seb scoring some points and Lance almost getting into the points, but it was all said and done. What do you think would be a good result for Aston Martin this weekend? Realistically, I think that we are looking at double points. That is a good result for us at the moment. Um, it's still obviously not where we want to be, but we're working hard um, to make that a regular. And then we can move forward from there and push forward for more better results. Than that. That's brilliant. Uh, Jessica, just before I let you go here, where can uh, everybody follow you on social media? Uh, at one Jessica Hawkins, like the, 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 uh, the number one. Like one, not one. <laughs> okay, at number one, Jessica Hawkins dropped the one. So there you go. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll link yeah. it into our, our show notes like, and our social like media. One, not one. That one. Many. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Jessica, it's been wonderful to meet uh, with you and, and, uh, and spend some time with you this afternoon. Best of luck uh, in your career. Uh, enjoy the weekend here. Hoping, of course, uh, you know, being Canadians, uh, we have a, a special place in our heart for Aston Martin and, uh, you know, the, the strolls and everything that they're doing. So we hope for good results at the, at the A1 Red Bull ring. Well, thank you so much and uh, hope to catch up with you again at some time in the future. Amazing. Thank you. All right. Well, that's a wrap for us today. And a big thanks again to Jessica and to Aston Martin for setting that up. We are not done. This, of course, is a Grand Prix weekend. I loved all the sound of the cars racing in the background there. I know it was a bit difficult for Jessica at times uh, at the end of the interview, but it uh, it's always great to hear uh, racing cars no matter what they are. Anyways, as I was saying, uh, this is a Grand Prix weekend. Mark and Tim will be back to join me tomorrow night to break down all the action. And until then, if you want to follow what we're doing, just give us a follow on Twitter 
Twitter at ScuderiaF1Pod or send us an email at ScuderiaF1Pod at gmail.com. And just to clarify, Jessica's social media is at one Jessica Hawkins. And you can find her on Twitter and Instagram. That's it, guys. Enjoy your Saturday and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.